anyways, <clears throat> I'll just start it and then this can be bloopers. Oh, it beeped. What does that mean? Oh, it says, how satisfied are you with voice recorder? Well, I think we're pretty satisfied. I don't know. So satisfied. It, it's free, so we're happy. Because <laughs> we're, we're broke. Have you seen that? I think it's like, um, it's, it's an old Hollywood thing on, on, on reels. Where it's like, I'm broke, I tell you. Can't you see it that I'm broke? I have no money. And it's like Joan Crawford, like over the top, like 1940s. Like, I We are it. destitute. Don't you get it? We have no money. So, what a come up I with. can't buy the groceries. You can't have the horse. You can't have the pearls. Uh, so I, I poverty. Poverty. <laughs> Please send money. <laughs> we won't give you anything in return. No, I think that's just a funny thing that I thought. I want to come up with some sort of duck-related thing to, to to use that sound with because that sound is just so hilarious to me. Yeah. I just want to do all old Hollywood stuff. Honestly, I think the, that could the be melodramatic, yes. over the top. I know, because I it, don't like all the reels where it's just like, I'm a maker, wah. you know, I make things and I have to get views. I, like, yeah. I don't know, like for a lot of the stuff I see on Instagram, it's a lot of just like, I have to make content and here's my sound. And for some reason it goes trending, even though it's really downbeat and not, yeah, very, let's be not very thankful. Let's be depressed that we'd have this wonderful opportunity to make things and still be able to eat. Yeah, I mean, maybe they can't eat, but I don't know. Uh, like, like, they mean, don't have money. But, like, they have enough money for a phone, so they're I not know. that bad That's off. True. They have internet. Yeah. And they have a place to plug in their phone. So, I mean, like... Yeah, it's kind of... I know. It just feels kind of whiny to me, but I'm like, I like Go get to it. some third world country, and people are, like, rewinding fan motors. Yeah. Like, and they're barely scraping by on a bowl of rice. I mean, I do get it. That is kind of a weird land right now where you have to be your own promoter and you can't just focus on making your art. You actually have to, like, be a personality in Instagram and, like... Don't you think it was ever thus, though? Well, I think it was just as hard to get patrons, but I think once you had a patron, it's kind of like you got to... I know, but patrons were always so fickle. You had to That's work... True. You, you had, had to, to make them happy. Yeah, you had to work the court, too, right? You had to have all these connections. You weren't trying... To please the masses, necessarily? No, you're not like, the you're masses. Trying, you're trying to please one guy, the king. Which Leonardo da Vinci did really, really poorly because he had, like, three kings, like, want to kill him and kick him out of their country and had to flee. And then he came back and then he had to flee again. And then he's like, sorry, I keep messing up because I get bored. <laughs> I can't do the thing that you want me to do. Yeah, <laughs> Earliest example of ADHD in a brilliant mind. <laughs> I'm going to try this. No, wait. I'm going to invent this. I came up with a new way to do something and it's really, really cool. Oh, it doesn't work. Okay. Goodbye. I'm just going to leave your country and take all your money. <laughs> Can I get this grant for this steam-powered thing? It's like, okay, sure. Oh, wait. We don't have any of the tools or the technology in order to make this work. But, you know, 500 years from now, they'll make a reproduction and figure out that it did work. I know. It's so weird. I wish I was that legendary. I don't know. Like, visionary. That's the word. Visionary. And legendary. And legendary. Yeah, yeah. I am the legend. You're a legend in your own mind. The lost legend of Megan. That would be pretty fun. That would be. To be a lost legend. But then I would be lost and then people would find me, but I'd probably be dead by that point. <laughs> it's gruesome. 
I come to a terrible end. Oh. Want to get rolling? Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought this was good. I think we're done. <laughs> Put that out in the world. People be like, oh, wow. What? Ten, are... ten podcasts in quality go way down. I know. We worked so hard at the beginning, and now, now here we are. <laughs> That's like most things in life. <laughs> Again, we're like Leonardo, right? We put so much effort in the first like four or five, and then we're like, eh, eh, <laughs> whatever. I'll I'll show up and talk with you. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. No, we got good stuff. All okay. right. <clears throat> so start with your thingy. Okay. Measure once, cut twice, beat into place. An old Polish proverb. Hello, and welcome to the Ducks Never Waver Lunch Break, where you get food for thought and can rejuvenate to sally forth. He's Edwin the brother. She's Megan the sister. And today we are talking about... Megan's Challenge. Megan's Challenge. I just been saying it again so it came out clearly for the edit, but that works. Okay. Apparently, I uh, I'm challenging, or I was challenged. All your life, you've been a challenge. Yes, you're welcome. Yeah, I got a couple notes here because we last week. No, not last week. Well, one of those weeks. One of the weeks passed. Yes. In weeks passed. In times passed. So not long ago. We set forth on an endeavor. Didn't both, know. Both promising and. Uh, and dangerous. <laughs> yeah, very dangerous. Um, I'll just put out there, I have all my digits. I lost one foot, but other than that, I'm fine. <laughs> all right. No, I'm, I'm whole, but not sound. Status quo is achieved. <laughs> yes. I am the same, yet changed. Yes, yeah, so I have a little, a very three, a, a three question test for you. Oh no! To get, kick us off here. Uh, I didn't think there was going to be a test. Yeah, there is oh, a dear. test. It's oh dear. Everything, your life is a test. All right. In your own words, explain what you did. Well, see, this is why I'm terrible at tests. <laughs> and then you're like, whose words else would I use? Yes, I know. And, but like all words have been used before, so they're not really mine. Who owns the words? Ooh. I feel like that should be like, instead of like, have you ever seen the rain? I just was listening to that. It's just like, have you, who has used the words? That should be a song, but like... Creedence Clearwater Revival style, who has the words, who used the words, mm. who had them first, give them back, they're mine. Okay, so um, what did I do? I spent a Saturday with you until you left, which was very scary, but we made a cabinet, cubby, bookshelfy type dealio, um, and I did it pretty much by myself, and I'm very proud of myself. So... I, I did the cutting and the shmammering and the gluing and the... What is shmammering? That's like when you come, like when you, you join two pieces of wood together, either by glue, screwing, or hammering. So shmammering. <laughs> <laughs> you never heard that term before? I didn't. No, it was not in my lexicon prior to this. You're welcome. Now you, now you learned a new word. So what was this piece supposed to do, and uh, how did you set forth to make that happen, to bring it into existence? It has a very important function that my room, my bedroom, has multiple purposes beyond just... Purpose-I. Purpose-I, besides just holding my clothes and where I sleep. 
and it's been really driving me nuts. I have this dead corner in my room and in it I just keep piling boxes of all my projects and all my yarn and materials. And I thought a much better use of space would be to build a very, very tall, narrow cabinet that, I don't know, if ca is cabinet the right term? I keep thinking that cabinets have to have a door on it, but can cabinets be open? Because it's kind of like a bookshelf, but it's not for books entirely, because you know me, there's going to be some books on it, but. I'm pretty sure that this would technically be classified as a utility shelf. Ooh, okay. Wow, that sounds fancy. Yeah. I made one of those. Yeah. I, I made a utility shelf. Uh, so the idea is that it holds my um, how-to books and that it holds in each like cubby different projects I'm working on so that I can very clearly see like, oh, this one is, you know, I want to do this kind of project or I want to do this one and I can just keep it all organized instead of scattering it to the four winds and losing all my pieces. So that was the goal. And I forget what else you asked. <laughs> How did you set forth on this endeavor? Mm, well, I said this would be really good for the podcast. So Edwin, you have to help me out. Is that what you mean? <laughs> How did I set forth? I, I drew a drawing. So I, I, and I took some measurements. Oh, good. Yeah. I took some measurements of how big it should be. And that was very confusing. So that was your overall that was size? My, yes. And we'll get into what I think was actually the hardest part of this whole thing. But that's, yeah. So I, I started by measuring it. And then I had a rough idea of what I wanted to do. But then at the last minute, I changed what I wanted to do. Because at first I wanted to have this cool like cage top thing going on so that my books would have like this bar across it all mm -hmm. the way around. But then I also really wanted it to be super tall. So I thought by at that point if I have a you know, 12 inch book on like a 6 foot cabinet it's going to be really hard to get in and out without bonking on the ceiling. So we scrapped that uh, but pretty much everything was my original design. Yeah, it was. Mm -hmm. Give three examples of the, in quotes, hard parts. The hardest part for me to wrap my mind around, which I was not anticipating at all. Like it really, really threw me. Was trying to calculate the space that the material to make the cabinet was going to take. Because for me, like how I think like crochet, you just say, oh, I want it to be, um, I don't know, like a, a blanket this size, right? And you just measure it and you make it the stitches that size. And even with sewing, you say, well, I need a half inch seam allowance, but then you don't see that seam allowance. That's just for sewing. And then that's all hidden. So your finished garment is going to be the same size, right? So you just have that and then you add half an inch and then the half inch disappears. So to have to say I want a 17 inch wide utility shelf, shelf. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> the thing I made, the thing I done do. Um, so having to figure in how thick the wood is on both sides, where I don't know, it just was really, really tricky for me for some reason because I don't know how big it was. But then you're like, yes, and then you have to account for the, the one, you know, eighty fourth that the saw blade is going to take and eat of the wood and just the greedy, greedy saw is taking all your wood away. 
right! And he's like, use this stick to measure the other sticks, but not any other stick that you cut. <laughs> You're looking at me like, how is this so complicated, Megan? But no, that was what really surprised me, was that you have to... Material thickness. Material no. thickness really makes a big difference. And I, I did not see that coming. I think the the second hardest part was probably trying to cut a straight line when we did those long cuts. And we we didn't use the table saw. What did we, we use? The circular the saw. The circular saw. Yeah. I found that kind of tricky. And I went so slow, apparently. <laughs> I was very nervous, okay? I went very, very, <laughs> I went very, very slow. And I wasn't so much nervous about, like, the safety of it. I felt very safe doing it. Right, I had... Because I was there. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Yeah. And also how much it, like, throws wood in your face. Like, little sawdusty, but, like, because we are using... OSB. OSB. And we were using OSB because the lumber prices are just incredible. Yeah, and I don't need it to be fancy, yeah. But it was just like setting up chucks of wood into my face. I was like, you really deal with that all the time? Yeah. Like, wow. You just kind of learned like where to put your head so it's not so bad. Okay. I don't think I learned that. No, you were kind of eating it. Well, I was trying to look at my line and then every time I got close to my, like my face was looking at the line, the, <laughs> the thing would kick stuff at me and <laughs> then I would get stuff in my eye and then I would lose my eye. My eye. <laughs> I would lose sight of my line. I didn't actually lose my eye, but <laughs> so that was that was tricky. And then I blame you for this last one. Okay. I think it's entirely your fault because uh, you said it's time for some independent work, and you didn't show me at all how to to do it. So I had to kind of guess when it was actually time for the ensemblage <laughs> that I had to screw these these pieces these support pieces to the sides right is that yep. what I was, uh, yep. that's what i was doing you said glue yeah pilot hole but not it doesn't have to be too deep and then use this thing to put the screws in when i when i'm told to glue something i glue something <laughs> there was no instruction of how much glue to put on the bigger the glob the better the job well you know, I wanted it to be structurally sound, and I thought the more glue, the more helpful that would be. <laughs> I was really fighting this piece of wood slipping and sliding everywhere because <laughs> of all the glue I put on it. This wasn't just like normal wood glue either. This construction adhesive, so it goes on pretty gloopy, and it's very slippery if it's too thick because it's got to squeeze out. Yeah, so it was really fun to put on, but then afterwards I was like, what did I do? There's glue everywhere, <laughs> and it's not staying on the line. It was I was getting very frustrated, and I think with the, what is pilot hole, is that the right yeah. word? Yeah, You said you don't have to go too deep, so then I was very much not going deep, deep at enough. all. Yeah. <laughs> like, just kiss. Folk! And then I was trying... Because we didn't really plan this all that well. We just used what we had. Yeah. Uh, we we tried using some not subpar screws. I did warn you that they were subpar, didn't I? You said something about drywall. And I, like Those words mean nothing to me. They're, they're old drywall screws. I tried using those and it kept stripping. 
and one of the heads came off, so the rest of the screw was in it, it and then it, the heads bro- the head broke off and yeah. fell on me, and I was very scared. <laughs> Interesting enough, drywall screws are actually designed that if they have too much torque applied to them, they're going to pop the head off because you don't if you're using doing drywall you don't want to suck too hard through the drywall and break the drywall oh. so that's why they're kind of horrible to build with and this all happened after edwin had left <laughs> oh also edwin left and he's like okay you make these two cuts and by that time i was pretty comfortable with making cuts so i was like okay i know how to use the saw he's not here i am safe i am strong i am woman hear me roar <laughs> and nothing happens I turn on the saw and nothing happens. And I'm pushing every button I can find on that thing. And I'm like, okay, I have to hold this down and then push the trigger. And I did it. Nothing happened. <laughs> did it again. Nothing happened. And so I'm just trying so hard to figure this out. So then eventually I called you. You didn't actually push every button on the saw. What? Yeah, because you you had to you didn't push the button on the battery. Oh, that's true. I didn't push the bat. I didn't know that was a button though. It was like a yeah. You had to very much explain what that thing was. <laughs> it's not a true button. Anything that looks like a true button, I pushed. <laughs> and so I called you, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I thought that would happen. It died." I'm like what? You can't do that to me. So it it died. <laughs> But then I, I put a new battery in and I got that done. And that part went very well, actually. Yeah. I, I stayed on my line and I didn't lose my eyeball. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. But... You probably uh, should have started you off with little cuts like that. Yeah. But, you know... I mean, go big or go home. Exactly. Throw throw me into the lines done. So, I was it wasn't bad. Uh, so, where was I? Oh, the drywall screws. Yeah. The little pieces of wood slipping and sliding everywhere. And then I was basically holding myself upside down and inside out while trying to do it. That was tricky. And then... That's honestly the hardest thing to teach when teaching people how to build things is just how to hold things and hold their body in the correct spot to make it easy for you. Yeah. It's something you develop over time and you get a feel for it. But it's so hard to teach. Like I remember like teaching people to weld sometimes you'd actually have to physically take their hands and be like put your elbow here yeah suck in your elbow to your side here and then go this way yeah no i was using and that's kind of like thing like i didn't realize was the physical aspect like i knew it was a physically demanding job right Mm -hmm. but it's physically demanding in the way that you're using muscles that you don't typically use like at least for me yeah i was holding my body in different ways and it used so much grip strength and so much wrist strength and like the 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 dinosaur arms that's called (laughs) what are those things called those little chicken legs on the end (laughs) wait what are these your triceps no these are your triceps biceps and forearms okay so you were we're getting anatomy here too the forearms yeah forearm strength was was required i i was struggling along and then eventually you did come back you you did and then you're like okay i'm gonna glue the next one and you used like one sixteenth of the glue (laughs) that i used see fractions i'm learning fractions people i'm all into it now (laughs) not (laughs) well earlier you had said that the blade ate one eighty fourth and i'm like no 184th is a minuscule amount. 
Well, that was the point, but you were very concerned about it. No, it, it it's the blade is an eighth thick. So when you cut, you're making it an eighth inch shorter. Imagine this: you're you're trying to cut something that's twelve inches long, right? And you do one foot, two foot, three foot, four foot. So by the time you're cutting that fourth foot, if you had them all lined up and you're cutting on your line with the saw blade, you're that's four cuts. Well, four eighths, that's half an inch. Half an inch short on your last piece. See, I told you he was very concerned about it. Yeah, it's a big deal. <laughs> Eventually, it's like one of those slippery slope well, things, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's fine the first time. <laughs> it gets worse and worse. It gets worse and worse. The next thing you have, like, this teeny tiny piece of wood. Yeah, I mean, it would it would have been maybe convenient if we were trying to build, like, a pyramid-shaped uh, bookcase, you know, skinny at the top and, and wider would, at the like, base be a huge pyramid by the time you got to like the smallest size yeah yeah <laughs> take a really long time out of you, no, I, <laughs> you get what new i mean challenge new challenge <laughs> can edwin make a pyramid just using his saw <laughs> just the, the width of his saw totally wow is that how the egyptians did it no <laughs> now we're way goofballing did you did you have three hardest parts? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was the the final application of the the shammering. Okay. Then <laughs> 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 you came and you're like, oh, you know, you don't actually have to put three screws in, and like, oh, we'll actually use the long screws that we were using earlier that were working fine, and we'll just use my grinder to take it off. And I'm like, well, where were you? Th- an hour ago. I was just giving you an opportunity to express yourself creatively. Yeah. I was not very creative. No, and I, I liked the, we had two gr- drills. A normal one and then one that made a lot of ugly noises. <laughs> <laughs> An impact. Impact. I think went better than any of the other times that I tried to use a regular drill. Using the impact. Yeah. For thought, driving screws. Yeah, that yeah. actually went a lot better. Yeah. So I did like that. And then we, we just kind of slammed it all together. It went very quickly at the end. One thing that I kept thinking was so funny mm. is that the whole time you're like, okay, be precise. Take it from, like, measure from this edge because it's going to be more precise. And then it's going to, you know, be precise, get the chalk line down correctly, be perfect, no mistakes. And then you're like, at the very last second, you're like, ah, <laughs> good enough. I'm like, wait, wait, what? For 10 minutes, we've been dancing around this piece of wood, making sure it's perfect. And then at the very last second, it doesn't matter. Like, all the other things matter. But then, like, the one last little final piece, you're like, eh, it'll work. It'll all come together. It's like it's perfect until you're not perfect. It's so weird. Well, it came together, didn't it? No, it came together perfectly. But I'm like, how do you decide? I, it, it, it came together perfectly. See? What? You just said that. I know. I said. <laughs> it came together perfectly. I just want to know. I didn't see this. I didn't know this was an aspect of the job. I want to know when do you decide that this is something that you can fudge and it's eh, or when is it something that is like must be precise and think about the one eighty fourth of the saw blade. <laughs> so I I don't know because that's one thing I did not learn. I learned a lot from this. I did not learn. Where I can fudge it. Okay. So any tips for our fudge lovers out there? Uh, when it starts getting to be dark 30 and the wife's already made dinner, eh, it's good enough. 
<laughs> so the earlier in the days is better er, for, for perfection. Yes. Okay. Morning time is perfection time. Okay, so it wasn't you at the very end, like, teaching me, like, how to let go of perfectionism. It was like, no, you just needed to get out of there. We both had to get out of there. That's true. Otherwise, we'd still be building it. What? No, I, I think... I made lots of progress. It's a very good point, though, that you do the best you can with what you have at the time. No, and I, I mean, like, it was, to be fair, it wasn't at the very end that you're like, and good enough. It was like on every step, there was like this element of you just have to let go of it. Yeah. Like because, that, and that's yeah. what surprised me. It was every time it was like, okay, you do this correctly, you do this correctly, make sure this is correct. And then all of a sudden it was like, okay, this is the one thing you let go of. And I, that I found really weird. Well, because like you just have to have, what's your end stage, right? Is this going in a... $300 million home where every crack and crevice is going to be analyzed. No. This is an OSB utility shelf that we need to get done so that you can get ready with your projects and actually use it. Yeah, it's, it's more of a function piece than look piece. I have, yeah. I'm, you know, we're making it look nice, but yep. it is definitely a function piece. So, okay, so it's a time and a place thing. Yes. It's not a thing that you face with every pro yeah. process. Project. Yeah, but like project, I'm having a really hard time with my pro. <laughs> well, this is this is really interesting because it it kind of most of life it's kind of the eighty twenty rule. Yes, so, I love that rule. So you do? I I just focus on the twenty percent though. <laughs> so no, but like to get eighty percent correct, you know, you can you can get there with twenty percent effort, right? But then. On the inverse, to get that extra 20% correct, it's going to take you 80% of your time. So, roughly speaking, right? Mm -hmm. So, the more perfect you try to get, the the longer it takes and the less the less reward you're going to see. Yeah. That, that classic carpenter saying, I cut it three times and it's till, still too short. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that was the same as it's difficult and you have that when you're trimming a house too because you, you need to know the end state because and you need to know when when things are going to be hidden mm. right because if the painter's coming back over what you did in your trim job and they're going to caulk all the seams and they're going to paint over it then don't worry about that 32nd inch gap because mm -hmm. it's going to be hidden anyways and the amount of time you're going to take to to make it perfect and and pro is just is going to be a waste of money mm -hmm. and and your customer your client didn't pay for that right and that's why the end goal is always important to keep in mind like what are yeah. we actually trying to accomplish like for me like crocheting i know how much stretch i can get away with yeah right like you know that if you make let, let's say a garment too small and you're stretching it so much it, it's going to distort how it looks mm -hmm. but you also know there's some wiggle room like there's some stretch in there that it's not going to matter that you know right quarter of an inch or whatever and then you can and then you also know when you're making a garment like oh i can hide this with this piece that goes over so if i get a slight right. if i get a slight wrinkle here i don't even really care because it's going to be hidden anyways right only you're going to know that yeah i know actually that's a really hard thing with me building stuff is that I know where all the problems are. Like, especially with stuff like I'm, I'm, you know, more perfectionist when it comes to crochet. 
that I'm just like, oh, they're going to see this little bump here where this dish wasn't perfect. And I have to work super hard to hide all my ends because then it's going to look, you know, messy and unprofessional. And like, to me, everything I make looks terribly unprofessional. Mm -hmm. And especially like when you get people like, oh, I love your sweater. Did you make it? I'm like, yes. I'm sorry, you can tell. <laughs> I don't know why it bugs me. It's just like this weird thing that I'm just like, I want it to look like an artisan made it, like a handmade item, but I also want it to look like it was made in a factory. You want it to, you want it to be immaculately precise and clean and everything, but still have that handmade touch. Exactly, which, which I mean, like the point of handmade is like, you're not going to be a machine. You're not going to get it perfect. Like there's going to be those flaws that add to the character. Yeah, but I, and sometimes it's not even the flaws. So I see it particularly when you can tell like something was wood. Wood is very telling because it's a natural product. If it's if it was just slapped together by robots or and and machined in a factory, you can tell because it doesn't. It's not working with the wood. It's forcing the wood to do what you want it to do. Whoa, that's deep. So. You'll see like, oh, this grain pattern wasn't flipped this way because nobody actually saw Soft. this board yeah. and saw that it would look better this way or it would work better this way. Yeah. They just had a very sharp carbide tool that would make it do what you want it to do. You you can tell certain things. Um, where, where were we going with this? I don't know. We can we can just change gears. Okay. Or switch gears or like clunk the bike. <laughs> 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 you, know when, you know when your bike isn't changing gear and you're trying to go up hill, you have to clunk, 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 clunk. <laughs> Chain falls off and you're like, I'm slipping backwards. Help me, mother. I was just going to say, I'm actually, even though that this is not very high grade wood that we used, mm -hmm. the OSVP <laughs> Alamino P wood. Um, the OSB? OSB. And even though I made it and not everything lined up perfectly, I prefer it to flat pack furniture like how it looks right now like I would much rather have that and I'm and partly because it's a custom size right like I know it's going it does to exactly what you want yes I think that's what I really like about it I really like that I made it but I like the look of it better and I know you can paint flat pack furniture but I get kind of tired of it, it comes in white black and brown and so well typically it's also laminated um yes, so it's it's plastic I'm so your paint you can, your paint doesn't stick i just assumed uh, that you could paint it it sticks but it doesn't stick that well okay right because yeah. you don't have that open cell structure i think it's time to check the cell structure just that's it. checking the cell structure checking the cell structure ah checking the cell structure checking checking the cell structure the structure of the cells to be checked checking the cell structure Checking the cell structure. Checking the cell structure. Checking the cell structure. And now the cell structure has been checked. Thank you so much. What I learned from this is I don't. What? What did you? I remember where my thought got derailed. Oh, where to go? Where to go? Okay, so with the whole like machine building thing, you're talking like handmade versus machine made, and you're talking about that, and I was like, oh, bringing up my challenge of crocheting. I think it's really funny that like my first. Uh, my first rows of crocheting are so lumpy and now it's starting to like actually get in a rhythm and starting to be even. I can find my stitches without like hunting for them. And like 
at the first there, I was like, the the yarn was getting like kind of gnarled and snagged. And I didn't know what was a stitch. And I was just kind of poking it in there and <laughs> yeah. hoping for the best. And now it's like actually kind of looking like something mm-hmm. and it's way, way nicer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm happy for you. No, that's, that's so funny <laughs> that you say that. And that's, that's the thing too, like with, with your stitches, like you start seeing how it can look, right? Yeah. Like you, you see at the beginning and you're like, this is a disaster. Does everything look like this? And yeah. then you're just, you get into that flow. Yeah. And it's, it turns out so much cleaner. So my challenge continues on. I'm still picking yeah. away at it. Are you? I'm, I'm yeah. glad to hear that. So you've been working on it a bit? Yep. Sweet. No, it's, it's, it's better now that I don't have to like. So for a little bit there, my hands were cramping yeah, up on it. But that's it's, a problem. Yeah. Uh, but now, now I, I got it all under control. I'm using uh, my mouth to to to. to... <laughs> uh, I was gonna go with feet, but okay. Uh, yeah. Nice, nice uh, creativity there. Yeah. The thing that I gained from this process mm-hmm. is, first, I realized more what goes into making a piece of furniture. And not, I, I, I don't want to say that I didn't appreciate what went into it. Like, I know it's a big job and it's, but I think just figuring out how those pieces go together again, remembering how like your, your material space. And I think when I, I like, if I design something again, I'm going to keep in mind what that, and also like remembering like where to put structural stuff, yeah. you know, all of that. Like, I think I just got a better understanding of what actually goes into it. And I think the big thing that I'm excited about is I feel like I'm a better sous chef now. Yeah. Or a line cook, not even a sous chef, not that good. But, and that's really what I wanted from it. I don't think I'm going to just head to the shop and make something again. Like right. by myself. Like, I don't think that's, unless it's really small and I have like clear instructions. <laughs> but I do think that if, I'm there with you and you're working on something, you know, either for the shop or personal, you know, for your house or whatever. I feel like you can just call out a size and say, oh, can you cut this? Yeah. Or, you know, you need to attach this while I'm cutting something, right? Yeah. You need to shammer this in. Yeah. (laughs) I'm getting him every time, people. It's hilarious. Uh, So I think that's what I really wanted to get. And I got that. Awesome. That I feel like I'm a much better line cook. That I'm, I'm actually going to be effective instead of just standing there going, huh, nice work. <laughs> oh, so you're going to cut that now. Hmm. Okay. Buzzy, buzzy. Saw, saw. Okay. So I, I was very good at um, narrating what was going on instead of actually doing anything. <laughs> so I, I think I'm going to be more helpful in that regard. Okay. Last question of the test. Is building A, the best B, something noble people do. C, both. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm, I don't know. Multiple choice always tripped me up because I would overthink it. The answer is always B, right? (laughs) No, um, I probably C, I think is the right answer. Mm Mm-hmm. I think so too. Yes. Mostly B, a little bit of A, combination of C. C is the combination. Gonna smack you. <laughs> okay, so what would you say my grade is overall, like for the for the oral test here today, and also for the the practical test? What would what would you give me? Oh, I'd give you a solid B. Ah, 
Wow. Nice. My yeah. first one. Yeah. <laughs> solid, solid B. Yeah. Like you, um, you didn't flub anything up, but I mean, it That's was, true. yeah, it was, um, it was good. Sweet. I, I think you, you didn't uh, hate teaching me. No, and I think you stayed pretty patient with the whole process. Yeah. So, that's good. I felt very calm about it. I think just physically I was getting kind of tired towards the end. Yeah. But I felt good about it the whole way through. Well, that's and good. nothing but good vibes about that cabinet. <laughs> that utility thing. That ut <laughs> that bookcase. That, that, that monolith that stands <laughs> in the garage. So right now it's in the painting stage. We'll have a whole video about about me doing this and. Uh, oh yeah, we got some we got some good shots of you. Yes. Yeah. You smammering sense. things. <laughs> Shmammering. 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 <laughs> you learned a new word today, Edwin. I also think that I pulled really funny faces when I was cutting things and focusing. <laughs> I have a feeling. I haven't looked at the footage yet, actually, but. Okay. I have a feeling. Is that it? Any on, questions? On to the next thing. Oh, the, the next challenge. Or wait. Oh, oh, you have to do something for me, right? What do I have to do? You have to, you have to um, get my hammock going. Remember oh, I right. Yeah. Hammock and oh, I yeah. finished it on time. Okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, we can do this. Sweet. You, you're just going to have to pay for material. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, fine. All right, so what we're doing right now is a challenge for both of us. Mm -hmm. what, what are we doing, Megan? We are taking apart a couch that we think is from, what, the 1940s? 1920s. 1920s. And we are going to turn it into something other than a couch. We are going to hopefully turn it into a sideboard-type table, right? Kind yeah. Of like a console table. Yes. And uh, I'm really excited about it. It has this gorgeous wood trim. So right now we're in the dismantling part that we, we took out its fluffy guts and that were no longer that fluffy it's kind of it was kind of done as a couch so i'm excited to give it this new life yeah i think it's gonna make the wood trim really pop because that's i think the real treasure I, the real treasure from that piece yeah. was was its wood trim all along the base and the arms yeah so this is going to be interesting we we haven't flipped any furniture have we uh only in a rage yes that has happened <laughs> but, but no, and it's funny that we're picking this because I, I see pieces around our house where I'm like, oh, we could, you know, you know, fix that up, put a little paint on there. A little shmemmering here. A little here, a little there, and it'd be gorgeous. And then we're taking apart this whole couch and trying to make it into something it's it's not. But yeah, I, I don't know why. We do this to ourselves all the time where we have an easy option over here and then we just say, nah. Toss ourselves into the deep end. So hopefully we won't pull a Leonardo on this, though. We'll yeah, <laughs> definitely not, because somebody's already paid for part of it. Oh, see, exactly. So, yeah. no, it's going to be good. It's going to be gorgeous. And I'm going to be line chef, not head chef on oh, this. Awesome. So, but I, I think, what's our what's our reward? I think we should get ice cream or something. Definitely ice cream. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll go out for ice cream if, when we get it done. Ice cream and shots. Ooh, okay. Let's do it. Okay. So, yeah. Excellent. I'm excited. All right, so stay tuned for us talking about that more in depth and how it all turns out. That is it. That's it. Go out and challenge yourself. Yes. I know. Try new things. You're going to learn a lot and you're going to learn to appreciate people like, you know, Edwin. I've, I've learned to appreciate Edwin slightly. Barely. <laughs> Barely. But you know, it's progress. 
but no, it's, I think it's always good. Like that's the the cool thing about challenges, is that you gain an appreciation for somebody else, right? Like you're you're pushing yourself to see something in a different perspective. Yeah, you see the world differently afterwards. Absolutely. Even if you're not going to become a great gardener. Yeah. If you just have a little tomato in a pot and that's what you try to grow, yeah. all of a sudden you realize like, oh wow, this. Yeah, you're not, you're not going to go to the grocery store the same. Yes. Right? You're going to look at that tomato and you're like, wow, that actually took a lot of effort yeah. to get that here. Especially those organic ones. I know. And you're going to appreciate the fact that it's still like it has like maybe the little insect blemish or, or so on. You're yes. not going to just cast it aside. Yeah. Reject the tomato. Yeah. Poor tomato. But no, then that's, that's the thing. Like I, I wouldn't say that I all of a sudden uncovered this deep love of carpentry that I am just like hungry for more. Which right. could happen to you. Yep. But that didn't happen for me. But I do feel more confident that I have this skill in my tool belt. <laughs> and I feel like I can be helpful to others. And it was just really fun to try something different and get a new perspective. We hope you have enjoyed the Ducks Never Waver lunch break. If you would like to fill your senses with more Ducks Never Waver goodness, you can feast your eyeballs on Instagram and Facebook. Touch some of our beautiful pieces that we will ship right to your door by ordering them through Etsy. Or you can continue hearing us on this magnificent culmination of auditory recordation. Donation buckets are in the description for you to invest in the betterment of this podcast. We will work diligently to read and present interesting topics. Your hard-earned money will be joyously and gratefully spent to improve your lunch break. Want to keep your hard-earned money? And who doesn't? You can still support us and yourself by rating, reviewing, subscribing, and sharing this year's podcast with all the other ducks in your life. Stay quacky, my friends. <laughs>